At this moment, you should be with us, feeling super flexible like we do, like you love to. Welcome back to the Super Flexible Podcast. Feverish, what's up? I, I can't even be like, I'm here as always with the Feverish Fanero. I can't do that. Well, first off, was that a oh, was that a was that a two drink call out? Yeah, it's kind of like the the homage to two drink and Super Flexible fans football it. breakdown and love it. Um, it gives me something to get me into the show and make me feel a little bit more comfortable but i have you here with me so that that does it for me in itself oh thanks for having me that's pretty cool to be on super flexible again it's been a minute and uh glad to be here like the format absolutely man so you picked the format so i hope you do so (laughs) finero's picked buy sell public nervous announcement and two value plays this is correct the not so sexy value plays. Yes, I like I like your descriptions as well. Very thorough. I should read those, huh? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to start here? I like to start with the public nervous announcement because I think it kind of um, sets us up a little bit, and sometimes it even rolls into your buys, sells, and values. Yeah, sometimes it can. That's but Fenero, I'm here for you. I purposely tried to avoid that. Um, so I went off the rails for my public nervous announcement so there'd be no overlap. But I don't know if I can properly get into this without some sort of like public nervous announcement. Now I'm there. Now I'm feeling it. Gotta have some Brian Hart in our lives. Now I'm feeling it. All right. So my public service announcement is on player Gabriel Davis. Ooh. Yeah. I think Gabriel Davis is a, is a perfectly fine wide receiver. I think he's a good wide receiver, even. Uh, I think we like him because he's on the Bills. Uh, I think we like him because the Bills throw top 10 in the league as far as a passing volume offense. I think they're that way every single year for the last three years. I think we like him because he makes big and often spectacular plays. I think we also like him because he was cheap. Yeah. And because the NFL spent a fourth-round draft pick on him, and so did we in rookie drafts. And I think this is a big reason we like him. These are the same reasons we like Terry McLaurin. These are the same reasons we like Amon Ra. Late-round rookie picks. We love him. But he's not Terry McLaurin. He's not Amon Ra. And I'm nervous. Yeah. And I can tell you why. <laughs> Finero, why? Oh, if anybody doesn't know, I, you, I'm a horrible host for you today. Like, I like the seat you're sitting in. I like that I tried to clean up the super flexible a little bit for you. Oh, but if fine. anybody doesn't know, this dude does rookie fever with me. If anybody doesn't know, I do a show called Rookie Fever, and you don't know Finero does it with me. That That's a shame my bad i guess i'll take accountability but normally I, I would introduce i'm just way too comfortable with you but um and you guys should really be checking out rookie fever if you already didn't know what was going on here now is the time i think uh but this is michael Fenero, the feverish Fenero, the one and only 
Yep, yep, yep. Very shortly, Rookie Fever is going to be dishing out rookie profiles uh, every yeah. week, uh, starting in February. So we're going to have like probably three shows a, a week for the next couple months. So if you haven't tuned in, now's the time. So, Mister Feverish, why? Uh, What's the so, why? So the first thing that made me nervous, besides him not meeting his expectations this year, that that's that that might not have been my expectations. So I'm talking about expectations for some is the fact that Buffalo just seemed to be looking and poking around for a wide receiver like during the season. You know what I mean? They're pulling Cole Beasley off the trash pile. They're trying to make a <laughs> slot wide receiver. Like, like there isn't a slot wide receiver on the Buffalo Bills, which should concern you about Gabriel Davis, which means they could be shopping. And then the other things that are super concerning about Davis himself as a, as a wide receiver on this team, I said I started this by saying I think he's a good wide receiver, is that he's only targeted in the slot 9% of the time, and he's barely ever targeted in anything shallow of 10 yards. So he he's kind of just a deep, th- deep threat weapon, at least on this offense. And he's also a free agent in 20, after 2023. So I, I, I think Gabriel Davis' owner should be nervous for this year's draft. You and I are in a mock right now, and I saw a wide receiver go in a second round to the Bills, and I was like, ooh, I like that. And the reason yeah. I liked it is because they're missing a number two. Gabriel Davis is a nice three, and he might be a two on another team, on another offense. I don't know. I think he's flashed enough. But on Buffalo, and after the season he had, and the way that – Buffalo was thrown to Shakir and McKenzie and almost anybody else except Gabe Davis, who only had 93 targets on the season. I'm worried. Yeah. Do you have a lot of Gabriel Davis at this point, or any I at all, sold. Or? I sold my only Gabriel Davis, but it was a bad trade. I did what sell. Was it? <laughs> oh, had oh, to man. bring it up. It's a sore point. Traquan um, Smith. I I believed in Matthew Stafford and Al Robinson. So oh, I got I got okay. rid of I got rid of Gabriel Davis on a win now, and I thought Allen Robinson was gonna be uh, was gonna be good for me, and that that I lost that. I don't care what you say, I lost that deal. It doesn't matter if Gabriel Davis is only this for the rest of his career. I lost that deal. Yeah, something has to happen with Allen Robinson. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, he had that, a couple games, but yeah. Well, and and the only games he had is when they were forcing him the ball and he got a touchdown. Like they were. That was not a match made in heaven, let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. Win some, lose some. At least you got out, right? You're out. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you what. um, Watching Gabriel Davis owners go through what they went through this season, I did get out of that. Yeah. Like, that was painful from what I heard. I didn't deal with that. I think it was very painful. No, you dealt with something else. (laughs) I did deal deal with something else. All right. (laughs) But not specifically didn't deal with any Gabriel Davis pain. (laughs) <laughs> I don't Did I replace that pain say. with additional pain? Yes. You know, it's just bliss to devastation. <laughs> so, no, I get it though, man. I, I I feel you on Gabriel Davis. I too like sold out and and felt good about it. So yeah, I think the move now is to probably get out before draft or free agency if you can, while people are still yep. kind of in tinkering around and people are still a little bit interested in football before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. So I like it. Yeah, I think you still can. It could get pretty shaky after the uh, free agency and and the draft, like you said. Yeah. Who are those players you're trying to put the offers in for? 
I, I talk to you a lot, so I might have some feels on this, or I might be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I have two buys and one sell for you. Two buys and one sell. So my two buys and my one sell, since I'm on Super Flexible and I wanted to bring it Super Flexible, uh, these are all quarterbacks. Ooh. So <clears throat> my first buy, he's not cheap. Not, not cheap. I but like that. I, not, I don't know who the player this, is. I have no is, clue, but is, I kind of like that sometimes not, a buy is somebody you just want to yes, freaking go get. This is not a cheap player. You still are going to have to pay up. My buy is Justin Herbert. If there was ever a chance to get Justin Herbert, the moment is now. He's coming off a QB 12 season. Um, most of that uh, is built into the narrative, right? So anybody who who is contemplating maybe allowing a trade for Justin Herbert to happen is going to say, well, you know, I'm going to give him a mulligan. Mike Williams is out um, part of the season. Keenan Allen was out for eight games of the season. And honestly, I think Justin Herbert had a remarkable <laughs> fantasy season considering his weapons. And it's it's an ease of buy, as you like to say, Swags. Yeah. Uh, I think this is an opportunity. And it might not be your typical move where you're doing something to give more I think the move might be to trade down. So maybe you have a Josh Allen or a Mahomes and you want to actually trade down to a Herbert and get maybe like a Godwin back or a Deontay Johnson, if that's your cup of tea. Like get a piece back. Um, So the, the perception is you're trading down, but I believe that Justin Herbert is a top four. Yeah. And stable. So I don't, right. And very NFL situation is stable. Yeah. So I feel like there's one of those things, and you know, it's 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 one of those things where I like like I said, I think it's just an, an opportunity to buy Herbert because I I do think that there are fantasy teams that felt a little like butthurt about Herbert this season, like they, it was not what they were, and they, they they might even have in the back of their head like maybe he's between those two guys, maybe he's not that top four guy I thought he was, um, and I think it I think that's the crack you're looking for yeah. in the deal. I like this one, and I want to tell you why. A big part of the reason I like this one is because of how much I like Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you you think about going to acquire somebody like Justin Herbert, and you just think, like, no, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to pull Justin Herbert from these guys because of how much you like them, how much I value Justin Herbert. Because my values haven't changed much on Justin Herbert, if that for better or worse. So for me, I still look at it like, oh man, I'm going to have to really like go all in here to get Justin Herbert, where in reality, to your point is you, you might not have to quite the same, or it might be a little bit easier right now. And, and kind of moral of the story is no, just don't be afraid to try, like shoot shots. Don't lowball like Fanero said, like you're paying for Justin Herbert, a top quarterback, but it might be a little easier right now, even if you're downgrading or... Mm-hmm. Or trying to upgrade. Like when you first started mentioning it, my the first thing that went into my head were my Justin Fields shares and trying to go like uh, um, Justin Fields plus. I yeah. would like was what I was thinking. Yeah, that's a good one. That's where my head went. But I like I like, I like your approach as well. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. I don't normally do the other way. Like a bird in the hand to me, like tends to stay there. Um, yeah. But it's it's a good strategy. You asked it as part of the show, like what what's the move? Uh-huh. And I thought I thought like that was a more creative move. That that honestly, I think a lot of fantasy 
players would do. I just I'm a little less likely to pull something like that myself. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that might be a move, an easier move. Um, if you want to, if you want them that bad, I think that's yeah. that's how you make it happen. I think you could too. Yeah. That 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 move makes it happen. The Justin Fields thing, like you, you could, you know, now you have to. Now somebody has to decide how they feel about Justin Fields. No one's going well, to decide how they like feel about Mahomes, too. right? Yeah, and this, yeah, now you're introducing the second piece, exactly. Yeah, so I think again, it's maybe not one I have the balls to do, but it it's it's a very good strategy. Who's your other buy? My other buy is Russell Wilson. Love um, it. I think I think nothing went right for Russell Wilson in 2022. Is common knowledge, um, but also you know he had injured weapons. Javante Williams practically the whole season. Judy was out. Sutton's in and out. Um, highly questionable coaching staff, which won't be a part of this anymore. Um, he was QB 21, dude. Like that's that's a major fall off from where he was and. He, he's a risk. I'm not going to lie, but that's mm-hmm. what makes him a buy, right? So that's yeah. that's the opportunity. I've seen enough of Russell Wilson. He's not 40 years old. I know he's in his 30s. I've seen enough of Russell Wilson to believe that there's a bounce back coming. And so as long as I can pay, you know, I want to say low QB1, high QB2 prices, I think I'm totally comfortable with that because I think that's what I'm going to get. And Superflex, if I can get that, because the one thing you're also getting, he's unmovable, dude. He's they're not going to move Russell Wilson any time yeah. in the next four years. So in, in I this, I think it's co- better than what it was. Right in this quarterback climate where you're struggling to find people who are even safe in the NFL to keep their job. Their car lost his. Like, there's a really tough climate right now where you're just taking chances on everybody in the middle anyway. Russell Wilson has shown that he has been elite. He's he's actually shown in, in the last week with just an interim coach that there's some more potential there. He had a good yeah. last couple weeks. So, so for me, I think that is, you want to talk about a Herbert bad taste in your mouth at QB12. This is a really nasty taste in your mouth if you own Russell Wilson. And it's not an ease of buy. This is a buy low. And I yeah. think it's an opportunity. I mean, hopefully we get you have a lot of things working for you with that buy just between yeah. like his age and the bad season. Because like mm-hmm. you said, he's not 40, but he is 34. And in yep. Dynasty, a lot of times people are like, yeah, but I mean, I don't think you have to pay a lot to get him. Like you said, he's an ultimate buy low. Yeah. And 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 while you're at it, like I I'm all about trying to get that Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy stack. Yeah, absolutely. If Judy if Judy stays, I think he's a free agent this year. Oh, is he one of the free agents? Yeah, I think he is. I could be wrong. I could be a year ahead on that. But um, it, it, the reason I'm saying that, Swags, is because I because I know that he was in a lot of trade rumors, and typically a guy on the last year last year of his deal. Is is usually in trade offers because they're not going to get any for, anything for later. Um, but yeah, if you stall long enough, I'll let you know. If I stall long enough, yeah. Well, I do like that Russell Wilson. Would you do Russell Wilson or one twelve? Yeah, that's that's right where it is. I think I go Russell Wilson, please. Yeah, Russell they, yeah. Wilson or one eleven. Russell Wilson. One ten. Russell Wilson. One oh nine. It's getting tougher. Yeah, that's where I get. I draw the line around 109, 108. Yeah, that one. 108, 109 is where I start to wonder what falls to me, dude. And I start to think, like, oh, man, like, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. when I really, even 110, 111 is fun to draft at, but I would make that trade, I think. I think. 
but that one like oh eight areas where I start to kind of want to see what falls to me in rookie drafts. It's just kind of fun. But um, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy was a first round pick, so they have a fifth year option they can pull out. Okay, and I believe they haven't. And that I don't usually, think they will. That usually says something, which would then make him open to free agency. Hmm. Yeah. So let's see if they stay together. Yeah, we'll have to see. I like that yeah. buy though. I hope they stay together. That would be nice. I think I think I think I I'm leaning towards that pair in the stack over the Sutton, even though before the season started I can be transparent and say I'm You have to think the they Sutton pick up side. the option, right? Yeah, I mean they can. So see what happens. We'll have to see. Yep. Man, that went by quick. We were just talking about Jerry Judy, like within <laughs> his rookie season. I know. I know. Holy cow. I know, dude. Twenty twenty was his uh draft year. Does your cell have the moxie to get you Russell Wilson or Justin Herbert? Uh, my my the way I play, I'm probably trying to get Russell Wilson. The way I play, like I, I tend to, I tend to play a little safer to the the vest. What I'm, I think I'm, I think that you mentioned those draft picks, but I think um, I would like to get Russell, like player wise. No, you misunderstood me. I'm fine. I, I, I think we kind of already covered that, and I don't mind if you elaborate a little bit, but what I was asking is if the sell that you brought to ah. the Super Flexible podcast could potentially get Russell Wilson or Justin Herbert. I believe, yes. My cell absolutely could get Russell Wilson. Herbert. Plus, let's hear what. Oh, yeah, Ooh, Russell Wilson Man, plus. he's got a big cell. It was a... Yeah, you're going to have to add a lot on, I think, to get Ooh. Herbert. Um, so, so my cell was almost my public service, uh, public nervous announcement. Like, he was really close to that. It's Tua Tagaloa. Tua. Um, yeah, I think... Tua could probably get Russell Wilson plus. Yes. That's that's actually... You said, you know, uh, uh, part of your show sheet here, like, you know, so how do you want to do it? That's what I want. I want Russell Wilson plus. I want... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want... I want a quarterback that I know has a starting job, and I want another piece. And the reason I, I want that in particular is because Tua is making me so nervous. And the value is still, if you look at Dynasty value, his value is still QB9, QB14 area. That's high. That's really, really high. And it's there because, uh, like we talked about in the other in the other areas where we're talking about buys there's a demand for young quarterbacks and he's still one of those young quarterbacks there's just not that many of them they're aging out there's a, a ton of quarterbacks that are like in their 30s and i think that the path to to get to to a fantasy gamer wanting to, to tag of a low is is me getting out and and get, like even dude i'll take kenny pickett plus uh, to be honest at this point because i at least What's know that, that plus, i'm gonna get though? yeah that plus is bigger 202 um, I, I think I would rather have a player. Um, and I'm that's too nervous. not gonna... I'll give you Kenny Pickett and two Oh two. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm yeah, going to yeah. have to do, oh, wow. I think I'm going to have to do that because the two, uh, the two, uh, Kenny Pickett and Sky Moore. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I want a little more control over it. <laughs> I like that. You know, I, that's yeah. a, I like how, what you just said there. Um, so a lot of times, like you might find a player you really like a lot and you want him to hit like Sky Moore or something, but Feverish has opted for the two oh two because of the control he gets there. 
whether it be positional at that point or a player that he likes a lot, I think that there is a certain amount of value in just like not only the control you have in that pick, but the fun that you can have by making that pick. And I think that there's definitely some value in, in that versus just like, here's the dude I'm getting rid of today and it's Sky Moore. Right. And people need to recognize that when they're trying to make trades, too. It's just like, no, neither of us want Sky more. <laughs> well, well, the other thing, too, is like, the, you know, as I, as I said, I'm moving to it because I'm, I'm nervous or I, I want to get rid of risk. Why do I want to take on a rookie wide receiver that did nothing in his, you know, rookie season? That's, that's additional risk. I want, I want the piece, the 202 that's just going to gain in value from now until the draft yeah. like give me that piece that you know may, maybe i wind up never making a pick of 202 but i what get if you, all these i'm gonna choices. give you this stack i'm gonna give you george pickens and kenny pickett yes i i actually really like that yes i i i love that i would love to see that in a trade calculator because i bet i lose that i don't yeah yeah that's a tough one man i wonder how that would shake out and yeah i feel good um, about that though i like it i'm a george pickens guy but um it gives you a certain amount of stability 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 i like it <sighs> man freaking tua so man this is such an interesting one i, I don't know tua 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 um i bought too much tua in the off season it's my fault i am invested as well and i haven't got out i, I even sent you an offer one time um yeah i think you might have i did yeah you, you mentioned did. it was it straight up Something it was a 108, up. I believe. I think it was a 108 for Tua. I think that's about what I offered you. I don't know if it was. Oh, up. I know, I know. Yeah. So this is a great. This is a great thing. Back to context, right? So I, so I would lose. Like I, I admit, I'm admitting there's there's risk with Tua. If I had three quarterbacks, and I don't care who that third one was, but I had a starter next season, which I don't in that league, I'm on one crutch now, and the 108 is not going to get me a quarterback. And I'm not talking about. Okay, so uh, so let's go back to Russell Wilson. Yeah, because and, and yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so why not offer a one hundred and eight for Russell Wilson? That's a good point. Because you, I mean, you're not, you're pr probably yeah, not going dude. to get like. There's been times I'm when getting we've an gotten, NFL like, starter, Daniel Jones, or yeah. like some guys have fallen. Like, man, I think I got Justin Herbert like pretty late in a rookie draft, his rookie year. But um, I'm sure you did. But I don't know if it was that late. But man, 108, and you know you're getting a starter for at least a couple of years. Yeah, three or four uh, that's years. It's still dude. tough to three do, isn't it? Three or four years. It's still tough to do. Yeah. So what's gonna happen with Tua? <sighs> They're already saying, "Hey, he's our starter in 2023 with three concussions in 12 weeks. Not retiring." There's there's only two documented concussions. Okay. But I, I I agree. There's there's very likely three. Um, the you know it's it's such a weird situation because we all know what's going to happen. He's first of all not going to play because first of all they're done. I guess that was my second of all. Third of all, he he has an opportunity to go to the Pro Bowl because he was a good football player. And then fourth of all, now you're going to act surprised. That they're not letting Tua play in the Pro Bowl, and they're going to say it's because he's in the concussion protocol. Like, yeah, we got to stop this kind of crap. Always looking for something to be like, see, see, see. Yeah. How how would you have reacted if they were like, he's good to go. He's playing in the Pro Bowl. He's actually going to start. That yeah. would have been ridiculous. That would have been. 
And and you would have attacked that, but you you needed something to attack. So instead, you're like, see, still in the protocol. He should be like, this is what we want. Like honestly, like Miami did the right thing. They had an opportunity to play a more talented quarterback, and and I bet you, if they wanted him to, Tua could have passed the concussion protocol, and and he could have played. I do. I truly believe that. But for the NFL, for the politics of the game, I'm sorry, but I truly believe that they did the right thing and they didn't play him. They're letting him heal properly. And I think they're being a little bit smarter about concussions today. I don't think Tua is going away anytime soon. Um, you never know. Am I? Do I have concerns? I absolutely do. I I would have to like not be human to not be a little bit worried about the Tua situation. Here's here's what we know. Nothing. But but with that nothing comes this. If there was something, Tua wouldn't have to be worried about NFL protocol if Tua wanted to retire. He could just retire. He wouldn't have to be worried about injury protocols or telling us what he's going to do or what he's not going to do. But he cares about those protocols because he considers himself a starting NFL quarterback for now and the foreseeable future. He's not retiring. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I don't think he's retiring either. I think I'm worried about the next concussion. I think the <sighs> the way those work is the more of them you get, the more chances you are to get another one. So I just I think that I, I think that he's had a normal amount of concussions. It's just we know about them more today. The technology fair, sees fair. them; they're more careful about them. I'm sure Ben Roethlisberger had his fair share of concussions we never knew about. Like that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying concussions are good. I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned about them. But I think that's what we're seeing today with the technology. And when we do know about them, I mean, shame on for Miami for whatever happened and like letting him play that next week when he got the bad concussion like the quote unquote second of the three concussions if he had three right. but still the same i'm i'm a firm believer that a lot of nfl franchise i'm not gonna say hall of famers franchise quarterbacks have had three or more concussions in a season whether we knew about them or not and they played and they went on to have careers i don't think it was smart or good i'm not saying that the outcome was good, but I think we need to. I, I think I think this situation is going to be just fine. That's fair enough. Um, you remind me of uh, I think it was about three years ago. Brandon Cooks had an equal amount of documented concussions. There was not the same amount of drama. We didn't see him on the field um, dramatically going through uh, the second concussion. So there was a, a there was a, a lot less talked about it. But I remember owning Brandon Cooks. And having that all out there and, you know, that he had more concussions than most players. And I remember getting out on him very cheaply. And the the fallout was that Brandon Cooks had another two or three really good seasons after yeah. I got out of him cheaply. And This is his first bad season. Yeah. And he started off pretty decent. Yep. yep. But that, so, I mean, I, but dude, I, I get your concerns with Tua. I, I really do. And all, all of that. So... But, man, I think he plays and it's going to be a really tough situation throughout. Until we have more clarity, it's going to be one of those situations that, poor Tua, honestly, like the media can't get enough of him. 
and and now he's going through another off season where he's got to deal with it again. And this is the first time the co- team has actually committed to him this early on. We don't give a shit. We we got to create our own stories. So yep. Yep. I don't know. So it's going to be a tough off season. Nobody's going to really want to pay much for Tua because they're always going to have it in their back of their mind. Like, well, what if, you know, so I sure. get it, man. But yeah, no, we'll that's see. The, that's why these dialogues are good. I mean, I definitely like after after hearing what you're saying, your confidence level, like it doesn't make me change my mind that he's a sell. But at the same time, like <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, it does make me feel like for for this show, for this discussion, he almost fits more in the public nervous announcement than he does on the straight up sell. So I guess you have been working your magic on me a little bit. Um, you just have I a have lot to of send you a Superflex Army trade. Nice, just for fun. <laughs> Superflex Army trade should be done for the Super Flexible podcast. That's a good point. So we did public nervous announcement. We did your buys. We did your sells. Freaking value. Give me some value. (laughs) I want to win. So my value was not a not at not always the sexy name the community uh, is talking about, but that you believe is at a value that can't be beat. Um, All right. So this is a player that I think no one's talking about. I don't. I think that probably makes him less sexy. But it's a player that was drafted in the second round just this past year. He's a rookie, soon will not be, and that's John Mechie. John Mechie is going to be getting a one of these top-tier quarterbacks coming out in the 2023 draft. You, they, people are going to argue one quarterback over the other over and over again through this next three months, I promise you. But the one thing that they're going to say they both are are very, very accurate quarterbacks. So I want the number two, round two pick, Wide receiver with very little competition, only Nico Collins, who we got to see, you know, could maybe be a wide receiver too in this league. With a new QB, Brandon Cooks is not staying. He can't wait no. to leave. Like, cannot wait to leave. Uh, no real tight end of, of subsequence, and I think you're getting this guy for a third or a fourth round pick, maybe a throw-in. Yeah, I, I like this one. So just today... I didn't hit send on this. I I did what you were talking about, where you almost hit the the send button <laughs> I and do you that don't, because <laughs> I couldn't tell if I was like totally lowballing or not. I forget the add on piece, so I think I was going to send um, Hassan Haskins and Kyle Phillips for Mechie, just kind of for the hell of it. Mm, I like he, it. He's the Henry team. Yeah, I like that. That's that's the kind of deal I'm talking about. That feels cheap to me. It feels really cheap. I think you have and, all the upside on your side. I think we know. I think we know perhaps what Kyle Phillips is. I think we know perhaps what Hassan Haskins is. So Kyle Phillips, you never know. Just because a lot of that was because of injury, but yeah, with Haskins, even the opportunities he had when Henry was gone, it wasn't what you want to see. Like he didn't have that. Like even one game when you're like, holy cow, man! If Henry's mm-hmm. gone, watch out. Like, yep, he's just a guy you know which which is cool but if if kyle phillips was drafted in the second round i would be less afraid of the titans drafting another wide receiver and pushing kyle phillips out yeah you know what i mean i feel like he's in danger over there so like i i want i i I want the john mechie you're trying to get yeah yeah and even even like you and i have talked about this a lot man in the titans and i know we don't know exactly how it's going to shake out but they run so much dude and Mm -hmm. if you have even with burks and chigo there Mm -hmm. i mean what the third 
option is now Kyle Phillips, even with no change. Robert yep. Woods, I know, is still sort of around. I don't think yeah. Kyle Phillips has a shot to be the wide receiver one on a low volume passing offense. And I think that John Mechie absolutely has an opportunity to yeah. yep. be a wide receiver one on his team. And he's going to wind up having a top five NFL pick at quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll find I'll the league I was guy. looking at that and maybe I'll try to do that. I'll take that guy. It could be the wrong trade too, but I, I want, I want to take that risk. Not the He's almost one. forgotten about. You the thing really I don't like about these kind of trades for Nero is he's so forgotten about that you're like, I hate to be the one that reminds you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind a good of, point. But, sure. But somebody Stir has to be. up a market a little bit. Somebody has to be a little bit. Yep. He's a 12th but yeah, overall pick yeah, in the second like round. He's a, wasn't like even a late, he wasn't even a late pick. He's a second overall pick or the 12th overall pick in the second round. <laughs> he was 12 mm. picks away from a first round pick, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a player, and it sounds like he's gotten past a lot of the challenges that took him off the field. Um, love to hear all of that. We were you and I are both upset to to hear everybody was uh, to hear about his battle and to 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 hear this this early is great. And um, yeah, you know, comes from a great school, Alabama. I mean, I'm just I don't know, man. I I'm not saying that he's going to be Garrett Wilson when he finally hits the field. But you know we're talking about value right now, and this right. is this is great value. Like yeah. you have you have the a, upsides you, there, yeah. and for what you're paying to get him right now, yep, you'd be. I mean, it's fine if he's Will Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> so man, so I mentioned rookie fever. Finero and I just did our Academy Awards, and we have a, we we joke a lot about we have a Will Fuller Award. So you're gonna hear his name a little bit. <laughs> you had another value. I had one more. Yeah, I figured um, keep it super flexible. Uh, threw a quarterback in for pretty high. I think I think it's a value play. I think there's an outside chance that he keeps a starting job. Sam Howell. Um, news broke, uh, I think it was like two weekends ago, that Washington's basically saying that all their offensive coordinators coming in for the job, you're going you're gonna to be playing with Sam Howell. That's the report that came out. Yeah. Um, I also think that Washington is not in a great spot to draft one at 16 if they want to draft one or one that's not a project. Let's put it that way. Um, I believe that they're going to have to trade significant value to do so. And I think that they may not do that and go a little later on maybe a Hendon Hooker or something like that in the fourth or fifth round. And Sam Howell's a starter. Sam Howell's a starter on my team, and yeah. I can get him for what? I think cheap. he can get him on the cheap. I'm talking about, like, maybe a second, late second, I'm getting Sam Howell for. Yeah. Like pretty easily, too. I think if I send out that late second, there's not a lot of back and forth. So, um, yeah, I mean, you probably won't even need to use that. I think I think we always like talking picks, but I think there's, there's a there's – a, uh, maybe someone on your bench that has more promise than you're willing to give them, and you're kind of kind of like you were saying before, like you're ready to move on from a player. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe maybe get yourself some Sam Howe. I mean, there's a chance he had a really great profile. He got drafted really, really, really late. Like that's that's the thing. But so yep. did Brock Purdy. <laughs> so did Brock Purdy. Yeah, and he's got a lot of value right now. So I think I think that's a nice value play at the. It's hard to find a value play at the quarterback position, but that's mine. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot, dude. And that's another good reminder for me to even like maybe go throw some offers in in those quarterback needy teams. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it, like you said, will take too much. He's nah. not the sexiest player. That nope. My worry is I get him for one year. Especially <laughs> if he ends up being on a strong team where mm -hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't even, I forgot I had Sam Howell. 
Oh, absolutely. Quite honestly, like, yeah, yes. I like that one. Yeah, he was on my taxi squad. I forgot he even had him. And, I mean, don't forget, like, Washington's been okay with Tyler Heineke, <laughs> Carson Wentz. They screwed up Kirk Cousins. Um, Fenero, I appreciate you coming on, dude. I know you're oh, a busy thanks guy. Thanks for having me, man. This is fun. We do Rookie Fever. That takes time. We're doing our Rookie Fever player profiles right now. That takes time. But we need you guys to check those out. That is, that, that's one of the number one. That's one of the number one sources. <laughs> How many number one sources are there? There's only one. There's, there's only one number one source, and that's Correct. Rookie Fever. Hear our voices over there and there. I'm almost like, and we are Rookie Fever. <laughs> he is at ArtBarkTV on Twitter. Thanks for coming on the show, dude. This has been a lot of fun. I am at Utswag, Azilla, Azero G on Twitter. And this is Super Flexible, and we're the frick out. <laughs>